0: All right, start it. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ranking Thrones. This week, Mm -hmm. we are covering Magor the Cruel. Mm -hmm. I am James Kelly. I'm Evan Camacho,
1: and uh, we're going to have a little disclaimer with this one. This is one of the more violent and darker reigns of Magarians.
0: So, it might not be for everyone. Mm -hmm. So... To begin, um, let's do our, our weekly recap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We, last week we did Aenys the first. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, just a fun little spoiler fact, because now it's over. Aenys was the only king that would be called Aenys. Yeah.
1: Kind of like uh, King John was the only. Yes. King John was there. No one else was named John.
0: Yep. There would be five Aegons but there would only be one 80s. Actually, also, just as a spoiler, there would only be one Magor, And we'll find out kind of why. (laughs) So, first off, Evan. Yes. What? Oh, uh, so part of the format of this podcast, if you're a first-time listener, is we go through go through the life of um, George R. R. Martin's fictional kings who sat on the Iron Throne. We only count people who sat on the Iron Throne, so we don't count usurpers or uh, claimants. Claimants, rather. And so there's not going to be a Stannis or Renly episode yet. Right. And so, and we follow the books. So certain things were going to be a bit different when we get to Joffrey and Robert. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm a bit more of a book fan and Evan's uh show, fan of the show. Right. So I always get to he comes in a bit more fresh and I get to ask him questions like this. Evan, what do you know about King Magor?
1: Only that he was the he was the brother of Aeneas and uh, was more of the warrior than the than the first. Really
0: okay. Not. That's good, and uh, sooner or later I'm gonna have to like have to ask you what from. That's not from the podcast, but we'll get to that road mm-hmm. when we get to that. So, does he have a nickname? Oh, yes, he does. Megor um, yeah. the Cruel. Yep. And that's putting it mildly. I would honestly call him Megor the Evil. Oh, jeez. We'll get to that. So, is he mentioned in the show? No. Yeah, he is
1: mm.
0: a little like um, when we get to Balor. There are a lot of things named after him, and so yeah. he's. It's kind of like in that capacity he's mentioned. Mm-hmm. The only time they, I think, ever talk to him, and it might be confusing the books with the show. Right. But when they, when Cersei re- recruits the Sparrow, huh. and uh, encourages the. The Faith Militant to be recreated. Um, they mentioned that Megor banned the Faith Militant.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to watch the show again.
0: Yeah, it, it's a very passing reference.
1: Mm.
0: About the sources, the sources for this episode come from *Fire and Blood* and *The World of Ice and Fire* although there's a lot of mention of him in the main series, A Song of Ice and Fire. Because for good or ill, Magor left a very deep impact on Westeros. Yes. And for ill, but it was an impact. <laughs> All right. So. Life of Magor Targaryen. Okay. After some concern that Visenya was barren, she became pregnant and gave birth to a healthy boy named Then, okay. Unlike Aenys, Megor was very strong and big at birth. No one doubted his paternity. Yeah. From an early age, he was bred to be a warrior. At right. the age of six, he was given a sword by his mother. He is reported to have killed a cat immediately with it. But that is reportedly just a rumor that was spread after he died and was infamous.
1: <laughs> propaganda again.
0: And stories. Just stories get told. Yep. Stories to explain certain things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Magor was given Visenya's Valyrian sword, dark sister, and was an incredibly gifted warrior. He was knighted by his father at 16, the youngest at the time. Nice. He would be surpassed by Sir Jamie Lannister, who was 15 when he was knighted.
1: Still, a long, still quite a legacy.
0: Yes. Some people, though, said Megor simply liked to hurt things more than being a warrior.
1: Kind of like the mountain. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. He refused to have an egg brought to him or try to ride a dragon that had already hatched, saying, There's only one dragon fit to be ridden by me. Magor got married to Cerise Hightower and did not have kids, which became a sore spot when Aenys had lots of kids. Yep. Magor's place on the line of succession continued to rapidly disappear as, as Aenys and Alyssa had more and more kids. After Aegon died, Magor was able to successfully ride Balerian the Black Dread, the greatest dragon. Magor used Balerion to end the rebellion in the Vale. When Aenys was crowned, he gave Aegon the Conqueror's sword, Blackfire, to Magor and elevated him to Hand of the King. Mm-hmm. Aenys himself said that Magor was would have more use to it, and therefore it deserved to be with him. Mm-hmm. As we covered with the Aenys episode, maybe not the best of ideas. Maybe. Magor. He was good at what he did. Well, we'll we'll go on. Mm hmm. Magor quickly ended the rebellion in the Vale. He brutally executed the rebels. At this time, or a little bit after, Magor just ended up getting annoyed by his lack of children, especially when his wife gave birth to some hideous malformed stillbirth. So Magor ended up marrying again. He married Alice Haraway, who was the lo- whose father was the Lord of Harrenhal. Right. His first wife was not pleased by this, and neither was the realm. <laughs> they dubbed his second wife the whore of Haraway. Jesus. Also, Cerise Hightower said that she was the only lawful wife of Magor. She refused to acknowledge that he had that his his second wife was his wife. Mm-hmm. And many of the lords tried to, including Aenys, tried to persuade him to forget about it, but he refused.
1: Mm.
0: Magor got banished for six years and took his second wife with him and left Ceris behind.
1: Mm.
0: He refused to return the sword Blackfire saying that Aenys had to take it from him. Damn. Megor came back when Aenys died. He came back with a new woman with him also, with with Alice, called Tiana of the Tower. Tiana mm. was rumored to be a witch, and she also was rumored to either be Megor's mistress or his wife's lover, or both. Mm. Visenya and Magor knew that, that Aegon was being held captive at Lannisport. And so Visenya arranged to have Magor declared king.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: While Aegon couldn't dispute this. Right. Magor went to King's Landing. Now, during this time, uh, uh, which we haven't mentioned... Ah, uh, because of of A of Aenys choosing to marry his his son and daughter, Rhaena and Aegon to each other, this caused the Faith to rebel against him. And so, Magor bravely just went to to King's Landing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Visenya brought him before without a dragon and said. If anyone would dare to challenge Megor's right to rule, step forward now. Oh. So, seven warriors' sons did step forward and a proposed trial by seven where yeah. where two people accuse one another and yeah. six champions ride with him in honor of the seven gods. Right. Theoretically it can be a battle to the death unless the accuser withdraws his claim right
1: kind of like a super kind of like a super trial by combat
0: yes megor slowly was able to get six people to fight for him and the result was an incredibly bloody horrific carnage of a fight jesus at the end of it megor was the last one standing at the end of the trial damn when it was over, though, he immediately collapsed, severely wounded. Ooh. Tiana took over, healing him after he was deemed doomed to die by the maesters. Miraculously, Mago recovered from this, yeah. leading some people to believe, including some fans, there was some magic thing involved, possibly. All right. When Magor recovered, he mounted Balerion the Black Dread and destroyed the Holy Set where the Faith Militant were praying. Ah. Wow. Magor then married Tiana of the Tower, who became his Master of the Whispers. Okay. It was rumored that the marriage was consummated with Alice Haraway partaking. Hmm. Magor outlawed the faith militant, but the High Septon responded by declaring that Magor was an abomination and that no godly man would follow the Targaryens. <laughs> A war began between the Targaryens and the faith militant. Yeah. Magor and Visenya were able to crush the warrior's sons, and they were not merciful. As his fortune, forces marched to Old Town where the High Septon lived. Visenya threatened to burn the down Old Town. During this time, the High Septon refused to to withdraw his accusations and to bless and recognize Magor. Mm. But then suddenly, that very night, the High Septon died.
1: What a coincidence.
0: Yes, it's a mystery that no one knows how it happened, who did it.
1: Mm.
0: Some people suspect it was Lord H- the Lord Hightower who did it.
1: Mm.
0: If he did, that would be strange, because he was s- strained with, with Magor at the time, because he had insulted his daughter. Or, perhaps that was him trying to regain his favor.
1: Again, there's probably a wide variety of uh, a very wide variety of uh, coincidences, but then it, that's
0: it. It wasn't a coincidence. Someone killed him.
1: Yeah.
0: Or he killed himself. Either way.
1: Either way, he's gone.
0: He's gone. The next high septon who was appointed accepted Magor. Smart. Most of the Warriors' sons and the poor sons denounced this High Septon and called him the High Lick Spittle.
1: Ah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny one. Well, I mean, nicknames are, nicknames are made for a reason.
0: Yep. And uh, he can come up with some good ones, this Martin. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's always, it's always about mocking. Yeah. It's, it's always this intention that they have, and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant.
0: Well, if you're smart, you can turn it around sometimes.
1: Right. right. But you don't see that a lot in history. Although there was one, one in particular I thought that was kind of hilarious is, and I can't bring up a King John again, they call him King John the Landless because Richard yeah. thought his brother, King Richard III the Lionheart, Uh, sold all the land to pay for a crusade that ended up turning into a disaster.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I would say the most famous one, to get to my good friends the Romans, Mm -hmm. is Julius Caesar. Because Caesar means hairy, or hairy one, and Julius Caesar was bald. Yep, It was a mean, cruel, ironic nickname, and he just turned it around.
1: Which he embraced, and then it became became, the derivative of the name Get modern day for Kaiser and Tsar.
0: Yeah. All Fun things. facts, guys. Back to the main story, though.
1: Yes.
0: So, as I mentioned, the warrior's sons and the poor sons, even though they have been outlawed, are still around and they have several lords supporting them. Mm-hmm. And they refuse to recognize Magor or this high Septon's blessing of him. Mm hmm. Makor, having resolved this war and in peace, now orders that the Red Keep be completed with his own modifications. Uh
1: Uh-oh.
0: He installed secret tunnels and passageways to snoop in on anyone in the castle. Smart. This would later be exploited by Varys and other people. Mm Mm-hmm. He had all the builders gathered in a party to celebrate Uh at the completion of the Red Keep. And then proceeded to kill every one of them. Ah.
1: Not exactly atypical.
0: It's pretty monstrous.
1: Monstrous, but not atypical, which
0: is tragic. Yeah, keep the secrets, yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: but, yeah. Hey, there was a, there was a, I, I, I want to say he was either Persian or Ottoman, but some Eastern Empire, there was a story where, uh, they wanted to make the most spectacular castle that it, or, or fortress that had ever been made. Um, and then they gouged out the guy's eyes and cut off his hands so that he could never make a, another copy of it.
0: Jeez. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and then you want... Another fun fact, and this one's actually a lot less gruesome. This one this one is actually... Talk about mocking. Um, there was a Persian king, Khosrow, that ruled during the same time as uh, Justinian. What he did was he actually... Captured the architect who made um, made the city of Antioch and literally, blueprint by blueprint, reconstructed a copy of Antioch in the Persian Empire and called it literally called it Khosrow's Better and Fitter Antioch. (laughs) And took all the people that he displaced in Antioch, by the way, and brought them over to this city.
0: Jeez. That is, that is hilarious in its pettiness.
1: Oh, yeah, this was... The, the pettiness of lords and kings is endless. And it's all about just these, these groups of people giving the middle finger to each other. Yep. It is absolutely hilarious. So, okay,
0: no, so then...
1: Magor's more gruesome stories.
0: Yeah. So, Megor then commissioned to build a pit to house the dragons... And he commissioned it to be built on the ashes of where the septons had been praying. Dragon pit. No builders, understandably, wanted to work on this. Yeah. So, Magor ended up using prisoners to build it.
1: Mm -hmm. sounds like the Great Wall.
0: Unwittingly, and this is a bit of a hindsight, unwittingly, by building the dragon pit, this would cause the downfall of the dragons as they would not be able to grow when they were caged. Right. The last dragons only grew to the size of cats.
1: Yep. That was, that's a joke.
0: The lack of dragons in the long run doomed the Targaryen dynasty. Yep. So, you can actually pinpoint the slow, slow decline of the Targaryens on Megor. Mm. Oops. Now, you could also... He didn't complete it, and you could also attribute it to the person who did complete it, but... Yeah. We'll, get to- we'll get to that in time. We'll get to that in time. Megor reconciled with his first wife, Cerise. Okay. His second wife, Alice Haraway, got pregnant again. Mm-hmm. Or no, she got pregnant for the first time.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: But the child was not another abomination...
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Queen Cerise then mysteriously died. <laughs> it was rumored that she had insulted Magor, and he ordered a king's guard to remove her tongue, but the man clumsily slit her throat instead. This was never proven, and actually, most of the, of the historians who hate Magor actually mm-hmm. defend him and say, no, 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 this was a story. Yeah, she likely died of an illness. But the thing with stories sometimes is that the story is what people believe, and people believe that Megor did that.
1: Yeah, well, that's the it's the phrase people swallow lies if they're big enough. Not to mention the fact that a good story, rumors and stories can often be more telling than what really happened.
0: Oh, totally. So, meanwhile, Queen Tiana. Convinced Magor that Queen Alice Haraway was having an affair, oh, dear. and brought a list of twenty lovers to Magor. Oh, dear. Magor had Tiana torture and slowly kill Alice for two weeks while he looked on to watch as it happened.
1: Jesus. Then
0: this is the the coup de grace, dude. Yeah. He then had every single member of the Haraway family executed. Jesus. They were the lords of Hall. This, because the, uh, the, of their deaths, this began a suspicion that Hall was cursed as the last three lords of Hall had all died.
1: In Hall, by the way.
0: Yes. As all this is going on, Princess Rhaena gave birth to twin girls while she was somewhat being held somewhat captive by the Lord of Lord Lannister, who didn't exactly know what to do with him and her husband, Aegon. Rhaena begged Prince Aegon to abandon any desire for the throne and to let them safely go to the east to hide the girls oh boy she said that that was all she cared about
1: was a good mother
0: instead Uh-oh. aegon declared that he was the lawful king oh, and mate. began a rebellion and he had a dragon with him and he amassed some people to fight for him but megor met his oh. the, the army And Valerian ate the dragon Aegon the Uncrowned was riding on. (laughs) So, so ended the short reign of Aegon the Uncrowned.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: After that, Queen Visenya died. Oh. Oops. She had kind of tampered and tainted her legacy by her strong, unwavering support of her son, I'd right. say. In addition to also, like, maybe poisoning Amys, but, yeah. I, I didn't mention earlier, but but Visenya was the one who was holding Queen Alyssa and her... And three of her kids, mm-hmm. Dragonstone, while Megor held held the the second son, Viserys, mm. the, in the Red Keep, mm. who was and he technically named Viserys his heir. Okay, but then Queen Alyssa ran away with her. With her son, Jaehaerys, and her daughter, Alisane. Right. And so, Megor was not happy about that at all. And he executed Viserys. And he ripped apart his body and displayed it all across King's Landing. He does. He hoped that by doing that, he would... Drive Queen Alyssa to return to try to claim her her son's body, but she didn't. Hmm. Magor then crushed another rebellion led by poor fellows. Ha. He came back with two thousand skulls. Jesus, many people. That's kind of a recurring thing this whole episode, isn't it? Yeah. Many people suspected that Megor just killed ordinary people.
1: Oh, charming.
0: It's kind of the insurgency problem, which is that they're not in armor, and uh, they just look like ordinary people w- with swords.
1: Right, and, and how are you going to find them except by flushing them out? Unfortunately, generally get caught in the crossfire all the time.
0: And Megor didn't really have any interest to be discerning. No. So during this time, Princess Reina expected that Magor wanted to marry her. hmm She arranged for her girls to escape Magor by being sent to the east, and she made sure that she did not know where they were being sent. Right. So when she was eventually captured, she wouldn't be able to say. Truthfully, Mm -hmm. yeah. Reyna was taken by Megor, and she was brought before Tiana, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: who revealed that she had Reyna's girls with her, and she gleefully mocked her, saying it was absurd that she, that Reyna thought she could hide her girls from Tiana. Mm The older one, Aria, was taken as a hostage,
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: younger one, Rayla, was sent to to old Old Town to become uh septa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aria was officially nominally named Magor's heir. Okay. Now during this time, some people suggested that Magor should marry Raina to to calm and like al- ally the rep with the rebel factions. Mm-hmm. Others suggested that he should marry someone with proven fertility. Oh, great! And some suggested that he should marry more than one woman. Okay. Megor agreed with all of these people.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: So Megor married Rhaena Targaryen. Huh? He also married the recently widowed Jane Westerling, whose husband had died fighting for Aegon. Okay. He also married Eleanor Costain, a woman who had just given birth, along with uh, Jane, she had ju- also just given birth. But like Eleanor, she had literally just given birth. Oh, wow. And Magor executed Eleanor's husband and gave her seven days to grieve before marrying her.
1: Nah. Well, at least he had the decency to give her some time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Not but time.
0: Yeah, the whole killing is her husband, but he gave her time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Monster. Oh yeah, no, this is not good.
0: Magor, the three queens were dubbed the Black Brides as they were all widows. <laughs> None of them wanted to be married to Magor, and this is the difference between the world of Ice and Fire and Fire and, Fire and Blood.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fire and Blood flat out say, says it, and I'll say it. Mm-hmm. Magor raped those three women.
1: Oh, most likely.
0: Yeah. It was said that Reyna tried to kill Magor then and there with a dagger, but she was unsuccessful.
1: Yep. Oops.
0: Jane Westerling was pregnant and given the best of care, but she died in childbirth. Hmm. The child was another malformed creature.
1: Well, at least the, at least the gods have, uh, have a sense of humor.
0: Megor's other wife, and we'll kind of get to a little bit about that in a bit. And this is where some of the fan theories come in. hmm But some people kind of think that this one podcast I listened to suggested that when Tiana res- basically like did maybe blood magic mm-hmm. to bring back oh. Megor, right? One maybe Megor didn't come back right. Maybe he came yeah. back a little crazy.
1: Yeah,
0: but also maybe he came back a little not fully reproductively capable anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. It cost him some humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's an interesting one. So, Magor's other wife, Eleanor, was also pregnant at the time. Magor began to suspect that something was amiss. Okay. He tortured his wife Tiana, who confessed—read that in air quotes—air
1: quotes—that
0: she had poisoned Jane Westerling and his other wives when they were pregnant. She died taunting that Eleanor would not give Magor a living child either. Jeez. Sure enough, she did not. <laughs> Magor then had to deal with another uprising as House Baratheon supported Prince Jaehaerys, who who was proclaimed that he was the lawful king. All right. More forces rallied to Prince Jaehaerys. Mm-hmm. Reyna herself escaped with her daughter. On her dragon, and she took Aegon's sword, Blackfire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, a perfect threefold cre- crescendo. Right. Also, during this time, the poor fellows were led by a man named Septon Moon, who had several lords behind him. They mm-hmm. were threatening to attack Old Town,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to remove the High Septon, and to refuse to recognize Magor. Right. Magor had a small army, mostly composed of lesser lords. All the greater lords were, were mostly pledged to Prince Jaharis at this time, or just indecisive. Mm-hmm. Magor debated on what to do, as Jaharis had more dragons than Magor and more men. Okay. His lords advised him to abdicate and to take the black whereby he would be absolved of all crimes and immune from prosecution. Right. The next morning, Queen Eleanor Kostain walked in and found Megor dead on the Iron Throne. Oh. His wrists were slit, and a blade was through his neck. Jesus. There are some who said that Megor committed suicide as he knew that defeat was inevitable. Right. Others suspect that someone on the Kingsguard had killed Magor. Mm-hmm. Others suggest that Queen Eleanor herself killed Magor to avenge her husband. I like that.
1: He didn't have a lot of friends.
0: So. Others suggest that somehow, kind of irrationally, I might add, suggest that Queen Reyna somehow killed Magor, even though she was obviously miles away when this happened. I
1: don't think so.
0: Yeah, well, just like it's like it's like sometimes just people want to insist. Mm-hmm. It's the more poetic people say that the Iron Throne killed Magor.
1: Ha. Yep.
0: But regardless of who or how Magor was dead, and yeah. with him, the only child of Asenia, all Targaryen kings would be a, Henceforth, would be a descendant of Rhaenys.
1: Interesting.
0: So that was Magor's life.
1: Yes, pretty damn violent.
0: Pretty awful man.
1: Mhm.
0: So, first category.
1: Mhm.
0: The king. Right. He reigned for six years, so he gets six points for that. Right. So, here are my notes for him as a king. Mm -hmm. He did turn King's Landing, particularly the Red Keep, into a very magnificent palace. He did kill a bunch of the people who built that palace, but he did build that palace. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like what most people point to as the only redeeming thing about him. (laughs) Fair enough. He unwittingly doomed the Targaryen dynasty by creating the Dragonpit. His actions alienated the faith and many high lords, mm-hmm. and the people despised him. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think?
1: I mean, this guy did not... I mean, I hesitate to call him a ruler. He's more of a... Uh, was almost, almost had more in common with, uh, with, a, with, with, a, gen, with a genocidal dictator.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely an autocrat. Honestly, he reminds me a lot of the Emperor Caracalla. Yeah. Who, in my estimation is kind of the one emperor I would very comfortably describe as evil. Yes. Pure evil. And Magor was evil. Yeah. Psychopath. The only thing I can say is that he was decisive as a king yes which his brother wasn't
1: right but he was rather than the benign madness or the benign weakness that uh, his brother had megor was definitely more of the violent the violent sociopath
0: the only thing that's worth really not celebrating but like lasting thankfully is the the dragon pit and the red keep
1: his, structure, his sort of architectural uh, creations.
0: And pretty much no time in his reign was it peaceful?
1: No. There were rebellions all the time, and uh, his political situation was always on the edge.
0: The, yeah, I can't give him any extra points for, for being uh, a... For the red keeps so, or the dragon pit, and the dragon pit shouldn't be a point, it should be actually deductions, really. Honestly,
1: he actually, he actually ended up screwing the, the Targaryens out of power.
0: I am only going to give him two. Same, so four. He actually managed to score lower than his brother.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, again, sometimes you have weak kings, but then you have, as Tyrion puts it, we've had vicious kings.
0: Yes. That <laughs> guy
1: was definitely one of the vicious ones.
0: So, the warrior,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he, mean, was, he was far more of a warrior than his brother Aines. Yeah. And the other note I, I make that is important to, to note,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he managed to win every battle he fought.
1: Yeah. He never lost a fight.
0: He honestly was like his father in the sense of like he was a born warrior. Yeah. But the difference was that he, he seemed to like, as, as like kind of the more scandalous and well, he maybe liked, salacious things like, they say, say about him, is like he really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, he liked the bloodshed. This, it was fun to him.
0: But that doesn't deny that he is a good warrior. Yes. Yes.
1: And the only fight that he ran from or was, was his death.
0: Yeah.
1: And he knew he was going to lose that one.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he does deserve high marks for that. I will, right. would give him a 7. Uh,
1: I'm giving give him an 8.
0: Okay. So, 15. So, same score as his father. Yep. So, he's not too bad on that count, But here's the big one for him. Yep. Madness and misrule. He- oh, boy.
1: Boy, was he bad.
0: Yeah, he, in, all,
1: in all fairness. I hesitate to actually say whether it was misrule, but definitely a lot of madness. There was some madness.
0: I would call it misrule because he just he manages everything he does ends up being a negative for him for his reign. Fair enough. Of just like he, first he alienates the lords by doing polygamy. Right. Then he met. Ma- alienates the lords and the people by his war with the faith Mm -hmm. and then he just also becomes a kinslayer which they don't like at all by killing Aegon Mm -hmm. and like his obsession but like where the madness really comes in is like his obsession to have an heir
1: right and doesn't seem to get one tragically
0: well, that's kind of the only thing that's thankful in a way.
1: Right. He didn't have someone you could teach. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well. That's I'm going
0: to give him like a.
1: I mean, in, terms, an, in terms of rule, yeah, he was pretty bad.
0: So, so just it's a, it's a twofold category. It's, whichever you want to co- go about it, it's, it's negative. Right. Like, really, his obsession to get an heir is where it's mad. Mm-hmm. And it's also a misrule just because it, he, as we say, he's a tyrant. Mm-hmm. He's awful. Right. He's evil. He's a <laughs> I, you know, I laugh just because it's like, it's just like he's so awful, you, you kind of have to laugh because it's just like it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I will give him a nine. Me too. Uh, I guess the only thing that's stopping is he, he does seem somewhat sane.
1: Sane, if not a psychopath. Yes. Psychopath rather than psychotic.
0: If that makes sense. <laughs> so, 18, highest score so far.
1: Yeah, which is, again, not great.
0: It's not a great category to get, to get high marks in, Megor. No. So, now, portrait. portrait. This is from westeros.org. This Mm -hmm. is his official portrait by the artist Amok, who did most of them. Mm -hmm. So I sent it to Evan. He's going to get a look at it. Go on westeros.org to look at this portrait.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, he wasn't an ugly man.
0: He's very terrifying,
1: but he doesn't look like a very—he uh, doesn't look like a nice guy.
0: Oh no, he does not. But yeah, he's—he's he's terrifying. This is also why he reminds me of Caracalla. You look at Caracalla; he looks terrifying, and this guy looks terrifying.
1: Powerful though, powerful fear.
0: Yeah, definitely—I'd fear him. I'd fear him.
1: Well, he looks a little bit again. He looks a little bit like the mountain, like Gregor Clegane. Mm. <clears throat> so, out of five,
0: I'd give him four.
1: I say no, I'm gonna give him
0: three and a half. Okay, all right, seven and a half. And uh, just for fun, Evan, mm-hmm. I'm gonna show to you and look up on online. There's a, there's two magnificent images of Magor's fate. I almost want to give more points just for these great art pieces, but I won't. Mm-hmm. This is Magor dead, mm-hmm. nasty and. This other one that, which is from Fire and Blood, that was from. Uh, you can find it in the World of Ice and Fire, and this is from Fire and Blood. Mm-hmm. Eleanor finding her husband. Huh. Brutal. Yikes! And that's why I kind of like the the, the, the poetic version that he got. He died. That like, the Iron Throne itself killed him.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a fun one.
0: That's
1: yeah. Fun. So part of, I guess, the Mad King had apparently uh, cut himself several times
0: we'll get to that yes he did
1: well the thing is that i think that people the show doesn't do a great job of this and probably and mostly for practical reasons
0: oh yes yes they, they yeah has not, talked about it
1: right and we, we've talked about it before the the iron throne is not pretty it's oh no not, it's not symmetrical it isn't clean it isn't in any way remotely comfortable
0: it, it really was meant to reflect what Aegon... Well, we, we've talked about this before, but it's meant to reflect Aegon's philosophy, which was that like, power should not be comfortable. You shouldn't be comfortable on the Iron Throne. No,
1: no it's, it's painful. You can't even lean back.
0: That's yeah.
1: not, you can't even lean back.
0: Yeah. So, uh, side category that's not Im- important for uh, our scoring, but just a fun question cinematic or not
1: you know he's an interesting case he could be he could be very cinematic
0: i think Uh, like it's definitely like a a season it's it's one horrendous and dark season but it is one hell of a story and i'd like to get like
1: actually i i'm gonna i'm gonna counter that slightly the first him and his brother are, are are a season yeah first his brother is maybe four four or five episodes. Yeah, Megar is, fi- is, is the final. He is the he is the climax.
0: Yeah, I, I'm totally for it. I, I've kind of like in one of my many fan writings, I've I've written like my own Game of Thrones spin offs mm-hmm. proposals, and like definitely I would love to see Aenes and Megor the series. Right. Well, not love. Like, uh, there are other ones I'd like to see more, but like this would be interesting, and this would be a bit easier to do.
1: Well, he would definitely. You'd have no shortage of drama.
0: Yeah, no shortage. But this is really oblique, and th- that's the one thing about it. It's like it's like getting a whole season of Ramsey and right. Joffrey all rolled into one. Well, the
1: sad, sad part is, I don't think he's as entertaining as either of them.
0: Well, maybe they could find a way. Debatable. Maybe. But the final question. Oh um let me first tally up the score so 6 points just for being for his time as king yep for for the king he was not a good king at all no although he might not be the worst he's not the worst we might find out we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll we'll debate that we'll have these kinds of categories later on as a warrior we could not deny though he was a warrior yes. He got 15 for that. 18 points for Madness and Misrule. He was kind of kooky, and he also was very, very cruel.
1: Downright evil.
0: Yes. So that gives him... And finally, Portrait. He was a very intimidating man. We, we gave him 7.5. Mm-hmm. So he scores
1: 50.5. Midpoint.
0: Not a bad score so far. Yes, he's in the middle right now. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, his highest score comes from Madness MS Rule, so that's not exactly great. But the final category, Mm -hmm. Dragon or Dud, is he a king that is worth speaking about? Is he someone that is obviously important?
1: I hesitate to call him obviously important, but I would call him that you definitely you definitely remember him.
0: Yes. I think definitely a dragon. He's
1: a dragon. Not a good one. Not a good good one,
0: but he, yes. And we we do have to explain like, no, we don't mean good people. We just mean like, is he someone that's like, this guy's important. This, this person like had a major impact.
1: Remembered, yes he would for, albeit not for the most, albeit not for the, for the best reasons, but you'd remember him.
0: Yes, he's very much spoken of in the books. Like he's always like a, a whisper. He's like a he's a bad word, right. and it's always like he still brings shivers, hundreds of years later because he was this horrific tyrant. Right.
1: He's kind of the uh, he's kind of the Nero, in many ways.
0: Yeah. Just well. Yeah. So
1: Nero yeah, just was, like... never was was talked of. They tried to actually erase him from the histories.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, so that means that he is. A dragon. So that's yep. our second one. All right. All right. Well, Magor, you were awful, but you are a dragon.
1: We'll be moving on uh, to the next king, which is not a descendant, which is a descendant of Aegon. No, am I getting that correctly?
0: Well, yeah. They're all descendants of Aegon. So you're right. But he's uh, Aene's son, Jaharis. Will he be up to the task? We'll find out next episode.
1: All right. Have a good night, everyone.